So, the Doctor Who Forum Gallifrey base, which is where I generally... I have a gander in there. They're pretty much what I would t consider the top-tier pinnacle of Doctor Who fans. I consider everybody on there to be <laughs> at least 57 years old. Like, it's that sort of... They've been around for a long time. Their, their favourite Doctor is, like, six. You know, they're the obscure... They people. are the, the real-time lords. Yeah. I always go and check how they feel about uh, episodes, because I always find it interesting to see where I kind of sit in them. I will say mm -hmm. now that Rosa is currently sitting at a 10 out of 10 in their Rate the Episode thread. It's an accurate system. 33% votes have given it a 10, 24% of votes have given it a 9, 16 have given it an 8. So there's pretty much mostly considered to be a fantastic episode. Mm. I'm now going to read the most recent headline on the Daily Star website. <laughs> do, do you need to explain to our international listeners what the Daily Star is? Imagine or will the headline explain some that? some people who say they're not racists around the Large Hadron Collider and could lie them into some sort of super not racist, but definitely not racist. <laughs> definitely not racist. This is the headline: <laughs> Doctor Who fans in meltdown. Meltdown is in all caps <laughs> over controversial episode. What were they thinking? Doctor wow. Who viewers were left seriously divided over the latest episode. And what have they done? They've so they've 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 gone on Twitter and like, they've searched they've, for you terms would be and a, found they, him from I don't Coventry. actually know because they have just put one viewer posted, but not actually said where it's from. Uh, another added, a third chipped in, and then there's like, but one wrote, here's a thing, and yeah, it's it wow. basically it's they've just written some racism. <laughs> Yeah, which I well, thought out of interest. What, what? So, like, let's let's. So, I think it should be clear to listeners that that, that we we are, we are, we agree with the with the real time lords and and we feel it was excellent as well. Yes. Um, however, what I, I kind of I'm, I'm disgusted myself for asking this question, but what are the criticisms that the Daily Star has cherry picked? Let's do, let's like what's read controversial them, shall we? about this as an episode. I'm intrigued. What could possibly have set these people off? Wow, the Rosa episode of Doctor Who is embarrassingly bad. The writing is bad. The historical inaccuracies are shocking, and it's a sad state of affairs when Bradley Walsh is the best actor slash character. This is supposed to be sci-fi, not whatever this is. <laughs> okay, now so that's com completely insubstantial criticism. Excellent. Okay, that's yeah. Cool. That hang on, can I just see something? That feels longer than a tweet. <laughs> oh, it's exactly the length of a tweet. Mm, all right, fine, you get that Al one. Almost like it was pre-canned, ready yeah. to go. Yeah, it's so generic, and it, none of these have been attributed to anybody. It's just people have written anywhere Steve with five followers. <laughs> <laughs> someone just left this on a post-it note on someone's desk, and they've got it. Another added, what were the writers thinking with this episode? I feel like I'm in a history lecture. I like the idea of so I so this is this is the narrative, by the way. So this is just because I'm I'm a I'm fascinated by social media, which anyone who follows me on Twitter will probably have noticed. Um yep. Quantum Leap is currently trending, which got me very excited for five seconds because I was like, maybe they're bringing Quantum Leap back. That's the stock kind of criticism that's being trotted out is this is like Quantum Leap rather than Doctor Who. Doctor Who doesn't do historical figures. 
and it's like it's like guys just work a bit harder like this is <laughs> like this is so obvious anyone who's who is into doctor who knows that doctor who totally does i think we talked about it last week like the episode yeah, with the this historical historical. figure is always like two or three episodes into each new season you know because yeah. it's cheap <laughs> generally like to do that episode you don't have to do the makeup so much yep no aliens you got no um uh you just you set earth no alien planets you know absolutely you, you have to no rent spaceships. a few old cars just to, to populate yeah. the set, fair play. But other than that... But on, honestly, most of the people who run the BBC still drive those cars, so they can just borrow them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go then. Perfect. So yeah, it's just it's it's such a lazy criticism. Because I think there... I'm sure there are valid kind of criticisms, but I'm looking forward to reading some of those as they come through. Oh, but, I've, um, I've got a few. It's For me, it's a 9 out of 10. Not oh, a so, so straight, I'll, 10 I'll, of 10. I'll, I'll show my hand immediately. I think I, I well I, tw- I did tweet this. I think this might be my new favorite. I think this has edged out some of my favorite all time episodes. Um, so I'm I'm definitely in the ten out of ten. So that's there we go. So that's going to be our debate. It's going to be is this the best episode ever or only a very 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 great episode? So you get all the you get all these sides of the coin on this podcast. You get to listen to every potential viewpoint. See, my only issue is with the ending. Like the, everything up to that point is, I have two slight problems with it. Walk me through. Walk me through. Two side problems. So my first problem is the guy who gets flung back in time to the past didn't have a quip about you can go back with the other dinosaurs. Taking a point off for that. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think you should write this in a tweet so the Daily Star could use you in their second article <laughs> on the subject. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I would have preferred that guy to have been returned to Storm. The doc, they've got this very, very moralistic doctor and i would have liked a little just a single line just the doctor going oh you shouldn't have done that or oh, this or whatever or a bit him more back judgment on her part you're saying yeah. yeah a little bit more judgment there just to keep that character going um it was a very busy episode for an episode where not very much kind of went on it was a very busy episode i think structurally you're right like i would have liked to have seen and this is so nitpicky but yeah like a, a slightly more interesting and also like last minute solution to the enemy because it almost yeah. felt like they, they got rid of the enemy like five minutes ten minutes before the before they actually saved the day it was a bit pacing wise a bit odd like you almost wanted like a last minute kind of solution yeah. but that's yeah that's super nitpicky. i see i had the fucking this idea and I thought, oh my god, they're going to do this. And then the enemy went away. And this is just me overwriting everything because that's what I do. He's got a neural implant that's controlling him. I would, I wanted the doctor to make him be the person that stands Rosa Parks, makes Rosa Parks like refuse to stand. Like I wanted him to be like the super racist that kicked off the civil rights movement. Like he's the person <laughs> that he's so racist that he's the one that kicks. Or like that's like how he's going to go down in history is he's like that one extra guy on the bus. Because they were like, we've only got a few spaces. I was like, oh, that's what... Oh, no, they didn't. So this is a good this is a good segue for me to go into something which, I don't know, slightly tri- trickier tro- uh, topic. But one thing that... Like what you're saying, yeah, narratively that would have been fun. I love the sensitivity with which this episode was done. And I think that's a really good example of exactly what, what they were getting right, is that they didn't make racism yeah. an interstellar battlefield between like they didn't they didn't make 
the driver special. The driver was just a a, ra- a 50s racist. You know, they didn't make the the villain was there because he was racist. Like, it wasn't that it was like, oh, it just so happens. Like, you know, if Rosa Parks do- never did this, then a trade route would never have been opened in 2753 that would have like it's no it's just racism it's like it's like a reverse diehard it's like you yeah. assume that there'll be a really clever <laughs> brilliant plot to like make money or or invade somewhere no they're just bad people they're just he's yeah. just he's just a future racist um yeah. and they didn't tr- they didn't over sci-fi up those aspects of it i thought was really tasteful yeah. frankly they, like they, if you're going to deal with this stuff like do it you have to go big because it's tv it's entertainment that's fine but they didn't try and they they kept it about what it was about they didn't try and turn it into something uh fantastical because it's not fantastical it's a, a real thing that happened and they yeah. and they treated it with a lot of respect they they cleared the decks with the villains and the tension so it the tension then became about rosa parks that's hmm. why they got rid of him when they need. They, they, they did need to get rid of him early, which is why I would have preferred a return That's to true. Stormcage sort of option for him. Just just to get that little, just like the Doctor's rubbing off, not like, you're in the past and we're never going to think of you again. Like, off to Stormcage with you. Un- unless they do, unless he's now somewhere else in history about to do some racism. Yeah. You know, which in the past. <laughs> just up to a T-Rex. Kind of T-Rex, like, ah. It's flinging racial slurs at T Rex. That's right. That's right. Eaten. That's that's what caused the extinction of the dinosaurs. Was, was uh, <laughs> one racist. Uh, one racist. <laughs> one space racist. <laughs> one space racist. I know. I I I thought. Uh, yeah, I thought they handled all of that very well. Um, and yeah, and and actually, that narratively, the like how powerful that moment was that they that it made the protagonists of the show complicit. Yeah, that in the racist was... act, like that was. That's really bold. Like that's that's that genuinely like that for me. That was when it transcended. It was like that's actually. I don't think I've ever seen the Doctor let a bad thing happen for a greater good before. That's actually a really. That's an interest. I'm sure. I'm obviously you're going to give me five examples where that's. I happened. can totally give you five examples off my head. Pompeii immediately. All right. With the whatever. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> in this in this context, it was powerful. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was that very small battle. But mm. big battle that Doctor Who does well. Mm. It's the here is the tiny thing with the massive consequences. But just that I really liked um, Graham being the one who wanted to get off the bus the most because he was the one who he's, he's still heartbroken over losing Grace. Like that is still he's my favorite character. How did how the fuck? Like I I agree with the Daily Star. How the, I mean no Jody's way beyond. But like for the companions, I did not expect to like him the most. Yeah, and get well, the most to be honest, in. I sort of did because he is—he's he, you, like uh, people sneer at like soap opera actors, but they do have to stay beloved for decades. That does take a certain kind of skill to make you like those kind of actors. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of did. I, I wonder though, how did we miss in in our nerdy how many hours we've we spent doing these podcasts <laughs> at this point and then trimming it down so it's bite sized? Like, how did we miss that they'd established? In the series that was going to have a Rosa Parks episode, the bus driver who's lost his activist black yeah. wife. How did yeah. how did we not spot the the ground being laid there? And also, was it laid, or was it just one of those wonderful uh, coincidences that you get when you're writing serialized TV? 
and you just it lands on your lap so perfectly formed as like oh i bet this guy's got an opinion on this situation like like was that done on purpose do we think do we think they tweaked that in the first episode to set up for this or do you think it was just a case of a really clever writer spotting an opportunity this to me sounds like the writer's room and what the writer's room is doing this is kind of the when you Mm. get more minds on this is the sort of thing this is the neat connective tissue that you can get in a writer's room because that's so much cleverer than someone saying bad wolf yeah it really is like being able to do something like that where you where suddenly his entire experience is just so emotionally powerful for me in that episode because they've established it you know they've They've made. I remember her. I, I, I remember her, and I, I bet she would have been a badass in that situation. You know what I mean? And I'm with yep. him on that, and it's beautiful. It's just really nicely done. But you're right. Yeah, yeah it's it's more pe- more brains in the room probably. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, that was definitely they definitely gave. Ah, oh, now I can't remember the name, and I feel dreadful. Hang on, I'm gonna have to look up every single time. I'm gonna just have to look up list of Doctor Who episodes. <laughs> this is what I do every time. Because we have to, to be go. correct, otherwise we'll get comments. That's the thing. We have to. I just wanted to make sure I got the name Mallory Blackman. There we go. The definitely took the lead with that script. From what I've, because this whole week I was panicking about this episode. I was like, this is either going to make or break this series, and I think it's made this series. I mean, well, we were both a bit kind of snide about it, weren't we, in previous podcasts of like, this is. <laughs> the, yeah. don't, please well, don't mess I, this it was up. Chris. Chris Chibnall, the writer of Cyberwoman, taking on Rose Parks. <laughs> I was always like... What could go uh... wrong? What could go wrong? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. But it worked. It worked. And, and yeah, I, I suspect that that is a lot, the the, it, the writer for this episode. Yeah, it worked because they didn't pull a single fucking punch. That was how it worked. That was because there yeah. were... That, that, that is like my no ambiguity hide right? behind the sofa... Like that that is where I was like, oh, this is literally like next week it's massive spiders and I'm like, yeah, I think this week's actually gonna make me more uncomfortable. Like this is Well and then the music actually I I noticed in this episode. I don't know if it's been the same up to this point, but like this episode genuinely like the tension kind mm. of both on the bus scene, but then earlier that that street scene, I tweeted this as it happened, like the, the street scene, that first confrontation where you have, you know, the the kind of, you know, typical perspective of a uh, of, of that white guy in that period, you touch my wife, you know, and all of the connotations of that, mixed mm. with a character who's taking a moment to realise the context of, of what's going wrong, because obviously he's from the present day with its own issues, but not these issues, and, and how he's processing that. Like, just, and, and that kind of foreknowledge and, and how that, that score just ramps up the tension as the audience is kind of in on it a little bit earlier than the characters about what's going on here. And also the audience knows, oh, because they saw, you know, pre- next time on and the adverts and the week of expectation, yeah. like, you knew where this was going and just, that's genuinely terrifying. Like, that's, because it is a period in history where that character is in mortal, immediate danger in that moment for something yeah. as innocuous it's amazing as being just because he was there yeah. that's but that's then but then the later day. in the episode uh, it, you know they don't they don't shy away from the fact that this isn't like solved <laughs> you know what i mean because yeah. it would be very easy to present this in kind of a we're from the future where where you know everyone's absolutely harmonious and obama exists so therefore racism is done with and they literally <laughs> just uh, they get that head on don't they they kind of comment on that within the episode and and talk about it and, and frame it in a very positive and optimistic light, but at the same time, don't shy away from the real situation of lots of folks. So yeah, I thought it was just, yeah, really incredibly well handled. 
and also that, a really good sci-fi episode of TV. I agree. The, the, my problem with what you're just saying, the, the second issue I had with the episode was on the future harmoniousness bit. Because I wanted that episode to end with the Doctor opening the TARDIS doors and not seeing the rock. Like, it's, the you know, rock was a bit of a letdown. And as well, because yeah. I wonder if that's a rewrite. Because, yes, I was expecting like some interstellar federation or exactly like some that's the kind point of, yeah a you wanted you wanted then the doctor to go this is planet blah 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 blah, blah. The, the humans to go over but another species and there's like a thousand different alien species to work on this, this is the seat of power for the entire galaxy of milky way thousands yeah, of species ridiculous. working together something like that yeah, yeah. i was like so everyone's fine the doctor's like was well, a rock everyone. named after her? It's fine. It's yeah. fine. There's a rock. I, I wanted that sort of like. So this is how it goes. I'm like, there's still the fight is still going on here in various forms, but it just, you know, Rose Park saved the universe because the human race becomes such a big deal in the future, and then da 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 da. You know, oh, yeah. bringing everybody together. Those lessons learned. That's that's. Rosa Parks taught a lesson because she wanted to be a teacher. That's you, they bring that would that, be you bring yeah, and you bring in. that back. And I, I wonder though if yeah. Because you can't go the full everything's perfect now route because that kind of diminishes, you know. You, I don't think you can do in the future everything will be harmonious. Because even like, you know, even Star Trek doesn't yeah. do that. Because that wouldn't, yeah. that doesn't read as believable. It's like making The Matrix too good. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, you could definitely talk about that in, in a, like, the, these ideals still drive the best of yeah. us and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. That's, that was the ending I would have gone for. Is that it's. Yeah. It, it's the, it's the in the future, you know. The, this basically it's the still the same sort of battles, but it's different battlegrounds. But it's still the it's that hope. It's that string of it always gets a little better, but it's always still a fight. Yeah, and and I think that yeah, could have been. You're right. That's because it's kind of that is enunciated earlier in the yeah. discussion of. Well, the, that's the thing. The, it is every part of the episode years, put back together. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That could have come together a little bit nicer. Yeah, it, it, that's the because that's me kind of going on. That's what they were that, they were building up to that. And when they opening it, I was expecting this beautiful like trade like space station with thousands mm. of ships flying around it and like humans built this and la la la. But it's just mm. a rock. I mean, it's probably a rock named. I know Douglas Adams has one. Like, and I, I love Douglas Adams, but I don't think he's quite up there and like history changing as Rosa Parks. I mean, then again, he did come up with Doctor Who, and then Doctor Who saved Rosa Parks. So. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one's fiction? I'll tell you what it felt like. It felt like an episode of Deep Space Nine, which is why I think I love it so much. It's one of those, it feels like an episode of Deep Space Nine where they go back to Earth. Because they had, a, they, would they have an episode about the Bell Riots? They'd done a few. They did one with the riots. They did one with um, where it was, uh, where Cisco was a sci-fi writer, which was probably the they, most on the nose one. You know they nearly went back to that, right? As the finale episode. The final episode of Deep Space Nine was going to be then they go back and then it was all his story in his head anyway. That was the ending they were originally going with. Oh, that would have been a terrible ending. It would have been. That's why they changed it. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. Because <laughs> it would have made all of Star Trek a story. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would have, that would have been bad. But yeah, I but I think it, it was definitely... It was more nuanced than I think a lot of TV on this subject goes. And frankly as well, didn't feel like... It was written by white guys who were trying to make, you know, heroism and, you know, like the the whole the 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 theme they talk about with uh, um, being told by your parents to not 
to not fight the system because, mm-hmm. you, or to not to not lose your temper because you, the, the the consequences will be higher for you. Yeah. Um. I feel like, I feel like a well-meaning audience who's not a well-meaning writer who's not experienced that firsthand would have made it a story about leading a peaceful uprising and you know, let's say using some kind of r- robot analogy to set in, I don't know, a, a country with its own history of uh, r- racial politics um, to get that kind of in a very clumsy way. Whereas this one, because it felt like that that writer had some awareness, obviously, of what this was, that it, it wasn't as cut and dry as that. You know, it wasn't about everyone should, you know, live up to some kind of Gandhi ideal. It should, it, you know, sometimes this stuff's messy. And I thought that was... Yeah. That was interesting, and that was an interesting aspect of how the villain was was got rid of. That it was, you know, it, <laughs> it was not a peaceful negotiation or a, a friendly thing. It was just you're gonna go now. You know, <laughs> Fuck off, back to the dinosaurs with you. And I liked that. I thought that like I didn't like where it fell in the story from a kind of a tension point of view. I think maybe I wanted it a bit later, but as in terms of how it was done, I thought that was great. Um, yeah, because you can't reason with him. That's the other thing is that villain's not. It's just it, the villain's just a racist. Like there's no there's no motive, no plan, no intelligent you know idea for like making money or any other kind of objective. They're just a stupid racist mm. asshole. And I really liked that. <laughs> that was that was that was. <laughs> I want that because because that is you know the, the you know racism and ethnic supremacy and all of these kind of things are not rooted in anything resembling an intelligent plan. And I kind of I thought that was. Again, like smart of this to not try and make it look like yeah. it was otherwise for storytelling purposes, you know. Yeah, it was. It, it, I, I'm seriously, I kind of when it finished, I was like, "How the fuck do I talk about this episode?" Because I spent most of it going, "Oh Jesus Christ!" <laughs> oh, I've been punched quite a bit. Well, let's take it there. Let's take it in a fun place for a little while. Best joke? What do you reckon? Best jo- Banksy. I liked Banksy. I liked that there was a callback. That was solid. Um, I think I marginally preferred um, the calling everyone by their full name thing, with mm-hmm. um, the you know when he when he meets um, Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, he's saying their full names back and forth because that was a bit of a character moment. The excitement kind of brimming under his voice as he realised it. That just it just it was a, it was a great joke attached to a character beat. But yes, yeah. the Banksy joke was really good as well. <laughs> well, I honestly, possibly my favourite bit of the Doctor's characterisation episode was standing on the bed. I just love the idea of the Doctor just like I need to write down now. I'm going to go stand on the bed. Yes. Yes. That's the wall that I want to write on in pen. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. get on the bed. I'm no, it's, gonna... it's, it's good. It's good. And, and actually, yeah, the Doctor here, like, again, just continuing to, like, just be rich and and fallible as well, like, making mistakes in the moment. I really like, like, yeah. just... Or not mistakes per se, but just, like, not always making the brilliant decision that's absolutely going to save the universe. Like, yeah. that's kind of nice. That's nice to have a... Uh, makes makes me care a bit more and makes me worried for her as a character, which is, again, something that doesn't happen or didn't happen a lot in the in the Moffat years, you know, because you were basically yeah. watching Superman each week, you know. I, cool. I've been re-watching Eleven stuff. Hmm. And Eleven is... 
are weird. Like, the early run, he's very, like, testosterone-based and very, like, just very, like, run in, save the day, I'm the hero, I shout, I'm the hero, ah! And then later on, it kind of just all weighs on him again. And he just, mm. there, there are moments where, kind of, I just, I, I like bits where Amy catches him and he's let his guard down just briefly. Mm. And that's kind of what really drew me to Matt Smith's Doctor. Was those little moments of... I don't think we've had like a guard let down moment from this Doctor. Although I don't think this Doctor I'm not sure this Doctor has a guard. No. Yeah, that's it's the thing. weird. It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a... Yeah, there's like it's almost like a virginal take on that. Like it's it's not the stuff that we know's happened hasn't this isn't a this isn't a doctor weighed down by the past. Which I think no, is probably this is, a good thing. This is exactly the doctor that Matt Smith should have regenerated into. Mm. After going through the fiftieth anniversary, then saving a planet of people for nine hundred years, this is the doctor that comes next. This is that doctor that goes, Hey, alright. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, this is Knock that the dust th- off the shoulder and go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is the this is the I've had a very long day walking and now I get to take my socks off, Doctor. Like the, yeah. it's just the oh, everything is good again. Socks are off, life is good. Hmm. But I mean, we had Capaldi one of the hell in the middle. Am I a good man? You spent nine hundred years on the planet. Yes, <laughs> you are. You stayed there and you died of old age defending people because you could. Because it was right. And then he would have lots of speeches about what's right and what's just, and then wouldn't really be doing any of that. But anyway, maybe, I don't know, maybe coming off of Capaldi's. Because I, 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 here's a really weird fact. Tell that me the you're weird gonna, fact. You're going to hear this and go, no fucking way, right? <laughs> yeah. Jodie Whittaker has only played the Doctor for three episodes so far. Can no way. you believe that? No Can way. you actually believe that? I mean, I, 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 I mean, I can. I definitely can. Sorry, I feel like I should be going along with you, but I can't be dishonest. In no, yes, I can absolutely I, I, believe that. I just, I feel you like you just feel she's she's taken the character. You feel yeah, just immediately. Like there's yeah. no, I don't feel like she's had that awkward wobble that the doctors have when they sort of. It basically you get that first season wobble of just trying to fit what they are, and I, yeah. I feel like she's just landed and gone. Yep, cool, carry on. I know what the doctor is. I think she's, she's very, genuinely... she's very good at her job. You know, and and frankly, you know, probably knew she was going into a potentially um, difficult situation with the audience, and probably knew she had to work twice as hard to to pull it off. And I think has, yeah, yeah, she was. She's just nailed it. Like she's just so. I love her. <laughs> I can't like I, I, from the like new who doctors. I generally take a little while to warm to them. Actually, that's a lie, because Matt Smith, at the first scene, I was like, he just spat on the TARDIS. I love him. Remember I was that? like that with... I was I, I didn't I didn't remember that bit, no. I liked... Uh, Tennant was the one for me, because I, I just loved him in Casanova, and I was so excited and hyped that... Because no one had seen Casanova but me and my mates. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I was like, seriously, guys, like, Tennant's going to be yeah. amazing. He's really funny. And my I mean, mates I was just, like, like that not for, getting it. I was like that for Capaldi. Super hyped because I love yeah. the thick of it. Yeah, yeah, seen, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh yes, let's do." It. Oh, he's gonna, oh. he's gonna tell everyone to fuck off. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he didn't. And then he didn't. He didn't. No. No. He had one little moment in an episode on it with the tiny Tardis. What was the episode with the tiny Tardis? Oh, where it was like shrinking get... slowly. It yeah, but like he comes out and he says, something. "You've taken the role of monster. That means I have to play my role of doctor." That was like his doctor Sorry. moment for me. Okay. Okay. Flatline. Thank you, Brian. There you go. 
There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never turn to me and ask for a name of an episode. That's never going to end well. That's. Uh, but yeah, no, that's. Yeah, no, I, I do. I think she's 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 killing it. Like it's awesome, and and doesn't feel like a copy of any previous Doctor that at least in the new who like who who does she most resemble do you reckon you're the one with the encyclopedic knowledge like wh- who does she most resemble in the kind of the older run like is this a sylvester mccoy doctor or is this a crickety crick cricket uh fifth doctor for me okay now i've only seen little bits of old who I, I only know of him as the bland doctor that's my knowledge just from pop culture of that doctor is like he was just a bit eh he was the doctor who didn't try and command a room. He like wasn't like Tennant would go in a room and be like, I'm the doctor, I'm the time lord, I'm running this mm. show, and if you don't like it, you can fuck off. And a lot of doctors have that as their they're the leader, they're the default leader. Whereas I felt the fifth doctor was never like the leader. He always felt like quite on par with everyone in the room. Like he okay. was the most useful person in the room, but he was always on par with everyone in the room. And he never he wasn't time above. lording it out over everyone. No, he never got out his time lord knob and flopped it around in front of everybody. And he's like one of the only ones yeah. to do that, except for uh Jodie, which who I think is also she, she's not had a moment where she's like, I'm the god of the universe, you shall run away. I, mean, I don't get the sense I don't get the sense that's going to happen. No, I don't think that's her doctor. I don't think that's... I I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't have thought someone's going to write that line for her. I think that's... You know. But that's... And it's working. It's working. And, and it lets them tell these kind of intimate stories. Because if you were doing this... That's another thing is... Coming back to this episode, like... I'm trying to think of a similar episode. It's always... It would be very hard to write this episode with a showboating doctor. Because she yeah. is kind of in on the back seat. And the other characters are shining. And it's not her story, frankly. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, I can't imagine any of the others kind of pulling this one off. Tennant would be on the top of the bus having a fist fight with the space racist. That's right. Uh, Eccleston would have just fucking nutted the guy. (laughs) Where he's like, oh, you can't hit me. Boom! Kick his fucking face. Capaldi wouldn't have got on top of the bus, but he'd be yelling in the street at the racist. (laughs) Capaldi Um, just be berating him. Christopher Eccleston would be remembering space racists (laughs) and feeling very sad and angry about it. Yeah, he would, he would have just decked the guy. He would have just, just, just fucking nutted. Actually, um, he's basically ta- evil Captain Jack, isn't he? What the Ninth Doctor? The space? No, the space Nazi. I was about to say, I was about to say Ninth Doctor. Yeah, he was. He was evil Captain Jack. Yeah. Or as I like to know him, tortured Captain Jack. <laughs> it, it had a lot of tortured callbacks, and I was like, "That's really weird." And then went, "No, it's not," because it's Chris fucking Chibnall. And he'll know about vortex manipulators and you know. Time oh, is that Torchwood like stuff? I I tuned out of Torchwood well, after Captain the first Jack season. Stuff. Okay. I, I tuned after it while watching it, uh, which is always the safest <laughs> thing to do. I'm now, I know what ele- the eleventh Doctor would have been hanging on the side of the bus as it was going really too fast, mm-hmm. and he was going. Ah. It would all yeah, it was a the perfect speed, Doctor yeah. thing. Yeah, I had to. Sorry, just on the note of just decking someone. <laughs> uh, I, uh, uh, do you know Craig Ferguson, the late night host in America? Is he the Irish fella? He's no. the Scottish fella. Scottish fella. The Scottish fella, you're right. The I'm Scottish being fella terribly English monologues. right now. Yeah. He's in Scottish and Irish accents, yes. I know Dreadfully. who you mean. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He, he was in Red Dwarf. He played Confidence in one of like the very first yep. episodes of Red yep. Dwarf. No, I know who you mean. Yep. He's a huge Doctor Who nerd, which is how I'm tying this in, because I just love this story and I just want to tell it, because I haven't said okay. it for a while. <laughs> like he has a t- His mug is a TARDIS, and he's always talking about it. And he, he actually wrote lyrics to the Doctor Who theme and performed it. <laughs> like he is the biggest Doctor Who. He's friends with Peter Capaldi. They used to be in a band and do drugs together. Like he is the That's biggest awesome. Doctor Who fan. 
Like, he's the sort of person who should be doing a Doctor Who podcast for just sheer fandom and how much he loves it. Um, are you are you pitching I, him now on on taking my slot? Is that what's happening right now? Is you, if you're out there, Craig, we can get. I honestly, we I can, want him we to can play. Mike. I want him to play a properly camp villain, but we'll get to that another day. <laughs> um, but hey, once uh, when when uh, you may have heard after Obama, there was this guy called Trump, and he was running for for president. And I think he it's, yeah. Lot. How did he do? By the way, I, I I kind of checked. I didn't stop watching the American news. He he lost because uh, that would have been a terrible did. mistake. He he lost. He got less votes than the other one. Oh great! Oh good. Glad to hear it. Carry on. Yes. Um, so uh, I, I um, the, the, the he went on. Trump went on like Jimmy Kimmel or one of the wet pieces of shit. Because there's like the good. There's God tier like chat show host, and that's Conan and Craig Ferguson. And then there's like just all the other pieces of shit that I don't care about. <laughs> and all like, Stephen Colbert and stuff at the top as well. But, you know, there's all there's all your anyone called Jimmy, and you know they're all just at the bottom in the trash. And like he the, when when Trump went on one of the Jimmys, I think it was. He was just playing with him. He like ruffled his hair. Like, so, yeah, so Jimmy silly. Fallon, right? He was yeah. ruffling his hair up. Yeah. So I tweeted that it's interesting that when Trump went on there, you know that um, the 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 Jimmy Fallon would just mess with his hair and stuff. Because if he went on Craig Ferguson's show, Craig Ferguson would have decked him. <laughs> Craig Ferguson liked that tweet, nice. <laughs> which I always. I always just love that fact. I love the fact I didn't even tag him in it, I don't think. He just, he was like, such a name. I agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing, <laughs> is when you are searching your name, which I'm sure everyone does, there is a, there is a you don't want to, you, you can't interact with people who've mentioned your name but not added you because you don't want to yeah. be that creepy weirdo on the internet who does that. Um, so he made a choice to jump that fence to go like he he agreed with it. <laughs> yes, so I much. would. <laughs> exactly, he agreed with it so much that he did it anyway, and I respect that. It's good. That's a beautiful thing. I'll keep that secret forever, Craig. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was that was a slight thing because I just I, I I think genuinely the Ninth Doctor would have just fucking laid that guy out. Yeah, just would have. Oh, you have no weapons and anything. Good night. Uh, yeah, the War Doctor. I don't know how would the War Doctor. War Doctor would have just shot him. He's just in the way of everything. I feel like yeah, that was the right Doctor. Oh yeah, to cut this tangent is just was that the right Doctor for that episode? Yes. Yeah, I think I don't think, and, and that to me is like if you can look at an episode of Doctor Who and swap out the Doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't think that necessarily means it's a bad episode, but it's definitely not using every tool in the belt, right? Yeah, and this one definitely. Yeah, felt like it was it was right for this season. So yeah, interesting question. Well, actually, mm. I, I I disagree because I know your previous favorite episode is Blink due to your tweets, and Blink yeah. could have anybody in it because it's not really about the Doctor. I don't know if Timey Wimey would have worked coming out of any Doctor up to that point's mouth. How about Jeremy Beremy? Oh That's no. A- do you watch The Good Place? Because there's another. I do, Sorry. but we should never. We should definitely not spoil anyone's Good Place experience on this show. By the way, this season of The Good Place, damn, yeah, it's going well. Yeah, I anyway. mean, if if Doctor Who wasn't this good, it would be my current favorite TV show that's on right now. Like Doctor yes. Who is is above. Like that. That's my favorite episode of the series of Doctor Who. Like by quite a way, and I really did like the first one. Um, but like the good place is like just right on its heels. Yep. If you want something else to watch, it's everyone listening who doesn't watch the good place. You have to watch the good place, and you, you have, have to, to avoid knowing anything about the good place before you watch it. 
Yeah. Like, don't I'm actually... learn anything. Don't look it up. Don't even read the synopsis on Netflix. Just watch it. Just watch the damn show. Yeah. And don't talk about it until you've caught up. Exactly. Yeah. Don't talk to any of your friends until you're up to it. You know, the recent, the current episode, because that is a show that enjoys moving in surprising directions. Yeah, it really does. I want to do a good place <laughs> podcast as well. We'll do that later, though. I we'll do, do that do. later. Well, you're also a few <laughs> years behind on that one, so there be a that first episode would take about four hours. Yeah, I could totally do that. We might do yeah. a special Christmas special. There you go. <laughs> we'll Done. Just talk about the good places. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, uh, anything else to add about Rosa? Because I um, it, I it was it was a horrific episode that I loved. It didn't mm. pull punches. That being the episode that could have really broken this series if it was written just by Chibnall. Mm. Well, I want to. So I think there's some things in there that definitely are are relevant to like what it what it achieved on it, the levels it did, but also I think are just kind of good things it did well. Performances, not a dud actor in the whole thing. Perf- yep. Brilliant guest cast, like every single one. No. Um, over-the-top characterization, which would have been very tempting in an episode like this to to kind of go to 110% on a performance mm-hmm. of one of these these less-than-perfect people. Um, that was brilliant. I loved the idea, because I don't... It's something Doctor Who has played with before, but it's something I always I always like in, in science fiction. The little things, the little... The idea of, like, that you don't need to have a massive explosion-packed dramatic thing... Yeah, uh, uh, you know, bus timetables being a plot point, like I like that a lot, and it kind of yeah. it feels like everything in that episode was deliberately kind of kept relatively small so they could tell the intimate story. Um, but I liked that. I liked the mundanity. I've seen people comparing it to Quantum Leap, and I think a lot of the good episodes of Quantum Leap were about how fragile the the world and the way things happen is. You know how how tiny little butterfly effects happen but not in a yeah. showy way in this episode it wasn't there was no one talking dramatically about it it was it was just very matter of fact in a way that i really enjoyed yeah um you didn't get a tenant speech of like it's gonna destroy everything yeah you slow didn't zoom it. on the face i loved i loved the, the directing was pretty solid all the way through i thought yeah no i thought in terms of like how same, they oh go on what except something time no, same as last time. Same director as last time. Last episode, which had problems, which had quite a few big problems. Yeah, well, this one definitely... Maybe this was the director's favourite of the two. Maybe the director yeah. put a little bit more work into this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, brilliant. In, in how it handled its tension, how it told... I think it, it wasn't an episode... Because, again, when you're dealing with these big, lofty themes, you can, and I say this as, yeah, definitely from first-hand experience, you can get a little overwhelmed by how brilliantly clever and progressive you're being. You can kind of disappear up your own ass a little bit and not yeah. do the fundamentals because you're into the message you're saying, and and definitely here it was still a good spooky episode of Doctor Who. Like they had those those elements. I'm always really happy when someone does uh, what I call the inverted Hitler kill. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, you know, obviously the the classic time travel thing is if you're a time tra- time machine, would you go and kill baby Hitler? I always really like it when shows do that. Or t- movies do that, but invert it so the bad guys are trying to kill a good guy or stop mm-hmm. a good guy. So, I mean, Terminator is the best example because Terminator is literally the the pitch for that was what if you killed Hitler, but Hitler was the good guy, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, this did that as well, and I like that. And it's it's a plot that Doctor Who can't go into very often because otherwise every episode would be about that. But yep. 
well deployed here. Um, I enjoyed and- the complete drop off of fixed point in time, wibbly point in time. No, there was no complication of how time travel worked in this episode. They re- they just went yeah. for a this is going to change time. They didn't yes. over jargon everything. That's the, the jargon the, feels stripped back this year. Exactly, that's re- that's really true. And they didn't they didn't go into the whole Doctor not meant because the Doctor's not meant to mess with the timeline. Yeah. Um, was that even mentioned? Did they pay lip service to that? Not even slightly. That's cool because it, yeah. you're right. It doesn't need it. Um, and yeah. I'm supr- I, that's the kind of thing I would expect. The kind of the hardcore on a rewatch to be a bit annoyed that like you know canonically the Doctor should care more about this. Um, but I guess you can make the argument they're trying to write the timeline rather than change it. So fair yeah. enough. Well, um, keep and it, it is a stupid plan. Yeah. It keep it consistent exactly because because the villain is just acting impulsively and stupidly because he's a stupid racist. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like, and that so it makes perfect sense that his character would be doing something as as stupid and messy and definitely not going to work the way he would expect it to, as what he's doing. Well, he was he, he did as much as he was a stupid racist. He wasn't there going, "I'm going to shoot and explode things." The inhibitor was a nice. That's touch. a really smart touch, yeah. Because that because was... you because it doesn't let him off the hook. It's mm. not that he's you're not watching it thinking, "Oh, he's he's he doesn't want to kill people. He just wants to change poli- political stuff." You're yeah. not oh, watching. He thinking, wants to kill people. Oh, he yeah. wants to kill, but he can't. <laughs> I, I that's a nice that's a nice solution to to a story problem. I like I, which is always I always admire those when I see them. Yeah. Now that has an interesting. Now this is where we start. This is the human seeing patterns that are, aren't even there sort of moment. Okay, that's the third episode in a row where somebody has an implant because oh, they okay. had in the first episode they got the bomb thing mm-hmm. in, and the second episode translator, third yep. episode the no violence thing. So it seems to be maybe there's something there. I don't think so. I think it's just they've gone. Well, it's a thing you don't see, and it makes this guy not do the thing. Sci-fi excuse, bosh. You're right though. It is. It is weirdly repetitive. Like that's mm. very specific. It's like every Doctor Who episode up to this point, especially for a for a series as you're pointing out, which doesn't do the techno babble as much. Like, yeah. why do they not just have psychic paper style? Situ- like, why is it why is it not just magicked away as a problem? Yeah. That's interesting. You no might want something. Paper sightings at all as well. No, no, they've 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 stripped it down. But I mean, that does make it made sense in the first two episodes because obviously she didn't have all their gear. Um, you might see that come up later. Possibly. Oh, and the next three episodes, because we now have the titles for the next three episodes. So next week is Dan's favourite episode of the season, the Spider episode. I feel like I'm going to spend a lot of next episode describing the episode to you because you weren't watching, right? I'd like to point out that next time thing where there was like the spider in the glass. I I was like, oh no, I like physically wince and have a horrible reaction to it. I'm sorry, man, that sucks. So yeah, it's a thing. It's I'll, I'll get through it. But I'm, I'm going to watch... That is a behind-the-sofa... So that's yeah. the episode I'm going to give, like, a one-two. Like, that's pure Chris Chibnall. Fuck him. Piece of shit, Ryder Hack! <laughs> <laughs> but um, we've got two more. We know the next two episodes. We've episode five and six as well now. Okay, what are the names? Uh, the... Because t- oh, we've got uh, Rackman's in the UK tomorrow. Not Spiders in Sheffield, which would have been such a better name, but all right, whatever. <laughs> then the Tusrunga Conundrum... Okay. Which is apparently set in a future hospital. They've all been admitted, and there's weird things going on. Sci-fi. Yeah, that's kind your of that's your lots of alien makeup episode. Yeah, and now. then 
See, that's an interesting one because I, I wonder how like messed up the spiders are going to do. And the spiders could like bat the crap out of them, and they actually have to go to a future hospital as a bit of a, an episode. That would be interesting, yeah. If they do do that kind of, if they do that connective tissue, which this episode implies they are going to keep tying things together. So yeah, that would be really neat, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then episode six uh, was one that, until uh, today, I again, it was on those kind of wobbly episodes. It's called Demons of the Punjab. Okay. And Jesus fucking Christ, this series is going all at it because this is set in India during 1947. Oh, boy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, the, the partition of India. And... Yeah, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Indian Pakistan uh, like it's not like I know a huge amount about but it's I'm gonna by the end of that episode um, I feel like I moaned in the last episode I remember saying like does Chibnall is Chibnall worried he's not gonna get to do another episode of Doctor Who like the value is cramming so much stuff in this definitely feels like a season where they they wanted to get some some stuff done right they, they, yeah it's definitely whether him or BBC someone was like pushing to not be shy this season that's going to be interesting because that's also much less known than the rosa parks stuff i would say like i I feel like i feel like rosa parks is probably a more globally famous thing than the partitioning um that's gonna be really interesting that's that's yeah that's gonna be an interesting episode yeah uh it's being written no chibnall it's the first episode six. Is the first episode with no Chibnall influence at all. Zero Chibnall. Zero Chibnall. Who's it's, writing uh, it? Being uh, Vignette Patel, BAFTA award-winning screenwriter. I know that name. He wrote uh, "Murdered by My Father," which I've was a really it. hard-hitting, very very big deal BBC drama about um, uh, a woman who was a, a young a young girl who was killed by her father because of, I think, was it a relationship or... But it was like a ceremonial thing. It was, it was a very controversial topic. So, dude has it's a pain serious, for getting this stuff. But he, he has, but like, treats these subjects with respect. So I'm really interested to see what he does with that. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be... Fuck, man. <laughs> Jesus. This series, uh, this is a ballsy fucking series of Doctor Who. Mm. The Chibnall is going, well, this is what I want Doctor And it, it kind of, it feels a lot more old school. Like, it's, it's we've got a very repeating pattern here. We've got uh, Sheffield Adventure, Future Thing, Historical. Sheffield Adventure, Future Thing, Historical. Yes. We've repeated that pattern, and then we've got, not entirely sure what 789 I'm very aware, and I don't know if this has been announced yet, but uh, I'm assuming it's going to be episode 9 if it's following this thing. Is uh, an episode set during the Salem witch trials called the Witchfinders. Is what I'm. Also, they're gonna they're gonna take on sexism as well. Interesting. Yeah, uh, (laughs) it looks like we've got the trilogy of historical lessons from history. Which you know what they've earned it. Like this this episode. Like I'm. Oh, I'm totally in in now. Yeah, I'm not going. Like I was definitely going in a little worried that they were gonna severely mess this up, but I thought they handled it incredibly. Yeah, I just so my, my, my only worry now is that when I guess these episodes, I'm going to sit there going like, oh, this is going to be so fucking brutal. <laughs> like, now I'm worried about just getting through the episode going, oh, no, this is... Why are we so horrible, the people? But I, I genuinely enjoyed it. 
Like I, I was, oh yeah, no, it was like I, I, I think that's the thing that's it wasn't. It had things to say, but it wasn't putting. It wasn't overemphasizing that in terms of telling a story about characters I cared about yeah. having a, you know, solving a problem. Like that's. It's almost the exact opposite of Doctor Who that I would write. Like it, it's 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 it was written. It's exactly the amount of writing and no more, no faffing around, no stupid mm-hmm. sci-fi stuff. But it's great Doctor Who, and that is why Doctor Who is magical. Yes, that is why Doctor Who is great. That's really good. I'm really happy that was good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I, I liked it a lot. Good, a solid nine out of ten. Just wish they had a, just that little sprinkling of hope at the end of the episode, and not just a rock. Ten out of ten. I like that they didn't. You like they didn't. You like the rock, did you? I didn't like the rock. <laughs> I like that they. I mean, I love the rock. Everyone loves the rock. I didn't like. I didn't just, love, it's I, just the rock. Like <laughs> it's just Dwayne Johnson just floating. We, we, you know what? You know killed what? him I, and called him Rosa Parks and flung him into space. If anyone, if anyone could play the role of that rock, I think it would be Dwayne Johnson. Like I think he's <laughs> versatile. Um, no, I liked that they didn't try and sugarcoat and over optimistic the end. Like I liked that it was, it was honest about where we are as a people. It wasn't trying to give me a cuddle at the end. And I like I liked that. I thought that was a. I like my right cuddles. Choice. You like your cuddles. You like a cuddle, and you know well, what? Fair I play. thought it was it was building on the cuddle. We had the conversations earlier mm. with with. Uh, oh, we did talk about Yaz. We actually got a bit of Yaz in this episode. We did, yeah. It and was personality nice. and character from it, yeah. Yeah, and we're gonna. I think the next episode is about Yaz's family. Brampton's that's what. That's what the the end. The, the next time on kind of implied, yeah. I want to see more of Yaz. I thought she was great in this. And, and that moment of that was brilliant as well. Like the nuance of the moment where she's trying to decide where she's allowed to sit on the bus. Yeah. Like that's, this. that's again, just not something... Not something I thought about. No. Because like, you know, ob- you know obviously she's of, of Asian descent rather than Mexican descent, but I never thought about like, where, where, where did the Mexicans sit on the bus in that period of yeah. history? Like it's not, it's just a, it's a really interesting kind of flip on that. Um, and just that, the guilt and the sense of that she feels complicit. Like that's, it's just, it's just really good. Yeah. <laughs> like that's really good character <laughs> stuff and great and great on the performance as well. Like again, she's, she's brilliant. I just want them to give her more to do because I, I mean, it has been a gap in the series up to this point. Yeah, next episode she's definitely going to get more to do, although I won't see most of it. Uh, Demons of the Punjab is about uh, Yaz wants to go back and meet her grandmother. Oh. For some reason. I try and only read, like, the odd little word of, like, I'm like, Yaz's grandma. Okay, no, that's good. 1947, part it. Oh, fuck. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, 1947, that's going to be an interesting... <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued <laughs> to see what they do with it. I Honestly, at this point, the, the finale is going to be just, like, in somewhere horrid. Like, it's I like gonna... that though, and it's and that as well is an in, incredibly important part of, you know, the history of millions of kids in the UK uh, that's not taught in their schools. Yeah, I wasn't. Were you taught about any of that in no, school? No, 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 no. This like, I learned from bloody I can't remember where I learned it from. Some book somewhere. A I think it was the cent- or something. I think it was know? the centenary a few years ago, and that was where I kind of beyond just like a vague understanding actually like looked into it and saw it. But yeah, like you know, millions of kids whose 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 family were there, or or and just generally 
kids who who aren't related to that period in history and that location but like it's just such a a cool history lesson i feel i feel like maybe international audiences don't realize that part of doctor who was always about education it was always about that's, right. that's what it was created to do in the first place yeah. it was created to be an educational show the doctor was supposed to go back in thing and go like this is the thing talk to the audience and be like this is the thing and they were like ah put robots in it clearly i was that's, that's how me. you get that's the... that's my influence <laughs> But that's well. That's how you get the kids to actually want to watch it in the first place, right? It's, it's but it was. And it was great. I never talked down to kids. It was always. Yeah. Uh, this, oh god, this, the Capaldi speech from his last episode. It was. You know, it was always nice. It was always never, never cruel, never cowardly. That that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. Yeah. So that was. That, that felt definitely... like proper who, Doctor Who to me. Yeah, this feels very old school. It feels like mm. we've very much gone back. New Who kind of... I feel like this is the start of a new thing for Doctor Who. We've had, like, old Who, new Who, and this is kind of like middle Who. Like, it's taking a lot more <laughs> from who. old Who. It is, though, because it's taking... It's wibbly-wobbly, isn't it? Jeremy Beremy. But it's taking <laughs> a lot of old Who, like, the historicals and the pacing and the longer mm. episodes and... I'm honestly surprised the next series if it's not going to be like serials, like you know, just six parts to one big story for like twenty minute episodes that just not. They had to mix it up, right? They had to do something different because it it was waning. There was definitely a uh, a slowing of momentum. Um, And I feel like what what actually you know I feel like Chris would have done this even if it wasn't a slow momentum. Yeah, like this is what he wanted to do with Doctor Who. Well, I'm I'm 100 behind him. He's he, he made the right call I and and, and opening up that this. writers' room and it doesn't seem like he's that egotistical with this stuff. Like he is letting other writers yeah. come in and do their thing. I, I hate to say it, but I, I agree. I think Chris Chibnall's doing a really good job with Doctor Who. I hate saying that. Does that so disgust you? You actually sick. agree with yourself saying I that? I feel sick. <laughs> but now, I mean, now if he, this series keeps up, he would have written more good Who than bad. Yeah, I think and the only not. I didn't I didn't love to. I, you know, yeah, I, you, I didn't, didn't love two. Thought two needed a trim, but but to be honest, all of my criticisms of two were why I liked three. Like you say, that smaller, smaller scope, yeah. not trying to do everything. Yeah. So that that may end up with a bit of a worry of we're going to get the middling modern episodes, the great historicals, and the poor sci-fi out there stuff. It's way too early, isn't it, to tell? I don't know. We'll see. Let's see. I'm intrigued by spiders because so the spiders, it's it's spiders no. is a good. No, I even hate the it, word. I remember the thing. I'm sorry, I won't say it again. The thing <laughs> you said. I think you said. I can't remember if you said it on the first or the second episode, but um, you said that the Doctor Who was as good as its bad. Like how how much yeah. its cast could do with a bad script, right? Yeah. And and it feels like yeah, this is a dumb premise coming up. Unless it's unless they've got a new take on it, but this is your very much your monsters in the UK kind of thing. Yeah. Let's see what yeah. if if it can if it can come through this and both of us are sat here going, you know what, that was an eight out of ten. Then probably things are going to be okay. It won't. It's a one out of ten. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> it's a one out of ten. One out of Maybe it'll average out. I'll give it fifteen out of ten. Sixteen out of ten. My maths is appalling for a programmer, um, <laughs> and we'll land in the right place. Zero out of ten. Minus. I was right the first time. That's what annoys me. I said fifteen was the right for the average to be eight. It was fifteen, and I messed up. I didn't have faith in myself. I made the wrong. You call. should have faith in yourself. That was the moral of today. It wasn't the moral. Of it wasn't the moral episode. of the story, but it feels like it would be a moral of Adolf Kahu episode. So yeah. yeah. It may, actually one last thing I'm going to discuss, which is one thing I, I actively winced at the use of a word because, like. 
We're white. If you, I don't know if you know, know this. So this is kind of stuff that we are so fucking lucky. Just doesn't. We just don't have. Yeah. Like the closest I get to anything like this is someone on the street going, hair. Has someone, actually, hair has someone like, yelled hair at you in the street? I've literally had people just go, hair. Like, yeah, that like doesn't, just that's not that's not really it. on the same scale. Is but it? that's no. the, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like that's so far like down there, but it's like the closest thing I have. But I grew up like the era I grew up in, and the friends that I had meant that I a word that Yaz used. I'm not going to reuse. Yeah, Delvoy is quite it, fond of. Yeah. The, oh, really? Does I've not I've not watched. Does that not? Did, are you Fools saying don't horses, go back to I, Only Fools and Horses? Uh, I've not seen Only Fools and Horses since I was a kid. Is that not? Has that uh, not, not aged? No, no, no. Right. Only Fools and Horses you can totally go back to because it ages with the show because that was the lingo back then. It okay. Were, it's as if they're, but as it goes on, but I was it surprised to hear it. I was surprised to hear it. it I it considered it's, that it's, a severe slur and I just, that was a word that made me deeply uncomfortable and that's when I went, all right, they are, they're not fucking around with this episode. No, it's weird though, isn't it? These words that I had, it. I was at an airport um, a couple of months ago and and a, a woman was yelling at her kid, and she called the kid a derogatory term for a homosexual. I think mm-hmm. everyone in the audience is going to immediately guess what word that is. It's the one that's more than that. Um, and there was just this <laughs> moment of like, what the hell? Like, it just it's it's that anachronistic kind. Of, it's and it's anachronistic. Literally, it feels out of time. Feels wrong yeah. for the period we're in. And yeah, hearing that, yeah. It's horrific, and obviously a word that's still very much in use, again, by stupid racists. Yeah, um, so, yeah, because that, that scene, I felt like the camera was just being held too long, and it felt like a, this is when we talk to the audience. But when uh, Yaz used that word, I went, oh, okay, no, okay, yeah, okay. You, you deserved this space for this, because you're yeah. really just... And that's actually another thing that's worth pointing out about the episode, and I, I don't want to just make this my little social justice soapbox, but... One thing the episode does really well is showing all the all the different kinds of racism in its structure, and I mean yeah. partially the story in history. Actually, it gives it, it is archetypal. There's a reason this moment in history stands out and was important because it did conflate this. But you you have the idea of kind of the out and out racist caricature, you know, just just a horrible idiot on their own doing something awful. You've got that character and that character draws the attention, draws the eye. But then you also have the kind of the institutionalized racism in terms of the rules of the day and, and, you know, where different people can sit on the bus. You then have that kind of that silent racism of being complicit in a system um, Mm. and not, and and being part of the problem. Even if you're not actively participating, you're still creating that issue and it calls that and actually judges its characters for that, which is really interesting. Um, And then you have everything in between. And that they they didn't just they could very easily a lazier writer would have made you know a racist as a shorthand yeah. and it would just be about a racist being racist and messing up the system and it would get, and that lets us all off the hook and I like that yeah. it didn't do that it did and letting those characters from the modern day talk about their experiences in the modern day so no audience could leave this episode thinking wow it used to be really racist thank God it's great now you know that you yeah. couldn't that intercepting that as well it was very well handled. Yeah, they really lingered on the whites only signs. They got oh, yeah. a lot of attention, and I, I don't like them. That's a. It's the innocuousness is... of it. It's the. It's something so ugly and cruel, but at the same yeah. time so bland. The fact yes. that it was like on a clip, so they could move it up and down between the different seats. Again, something a tiny detail that just. 
it's like oh they planned this this is there's structure to this this is institution this isn't this isn't yeah. just a nasty thing that exists in an image this is actually like there's a there's a company that manufactures those little clips there's yeah. a structure behind that like that stuff that's what that's brilliant like and actually taking the time to make that stuff visible and discuss it it just it shows how it it shows the layers of these problems yeah all the different kinds of, it was like the love actually of racism that's what they said <laughs> that's my review of rosa <laughs> oh, wow. it was like the love actually of racism I, <laughs> I worry that if I say anything, then I'm part of the problem on this. No, yes, I guess. I, although I think there's some people who'd say love actually was the love actually of racism. What? <laughs> How dare you? The best film of all time. Uh, just saying. <sighs> can I do a love actually podcast one day? I could totally do a love actually. Podcast. You can do. You could. You could do it. Whether anyone would listen to it is a different <laughs> question. Uh, Get do a Richard Curtis podcast. That's Richard Kerr's podcast would be quite fun. Like, just go through his his whole discography. Yeah, I did on this because uh, I host this on Patreon because I have nowhere else to host this. I actually went through like certain like websites, like the website. I went through certain um, TV shows and stuff, so I could totally do one of those. If you're interested, mm. chat, let me know. I this, you can tell I've been streaming a lot. I start calling instead of comment section. There's no one chat. there, Dan. There's no I one know, there. It's, it's just just us. me and you. No one's no one's watching this right now. <laughs> it's weird. I look wait, just a weird note to end on. The one of the weirdest feelings I ever have is when I record a video and I like finish and then I look and my microphone isn't recording and I'm like, oh that what the fuck was I just doing for an hour? Like I was just sitting here making jokes for nobody but me. <laughs> so it feels is, like you're close to an existential crisis at this point. That makes it me really, I feel like I'm having one. I think it's just mm. the fear of the spiders in the next episode. <laughs> At a slightly later time of 7pm, Doctor Who, ever so slightly later, because it was, uh, yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying the Sundays, I'm enjoying That time slot as well is starting to make a bit more sense. Yeah. Like it feels like it's a, a skewing a bit older, these three episodes, than than where it was, yeah. I'd say. Well, it's, it's actually, it was, didn't they, uh, they were air, episodes airing like 7.30, 7.45 in the last few series. Oh, I'm talking nonsense then. Ignore yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It's thanks actually for correcting me. No, thanks for correcting me on the show because it saves two people <laughs> who are already writing that comment <laughs> under, the, under this under this uh, audio. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, 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 one last thing I want to talk about. One last thing because we're just doing everything. I did not think we talked for very long in this episode. Uh, <laughs> hang on. But a do 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 Woo! The second episode of uh, Doctor Who, The Ghost Monument, had an overnight audience of 7.1 million. So only a 1 million drop-off. Every other series has almost a 50% drop-off. Yeah. People like Jodie. People like the series. Yeah. Good stuff happening. And it's now the... um, uh, It's gone up to... Hang on, let's have a look. uh, 10.5 million for episode one. Which is, and it's 10.9 if you start including other stuff, and it's going to keep going up. So it's now higher than Rose for people hmm. who've watched it. It looks That's like really it might cool. end up as being one of the most watched episodes of Doctor Who that isn't like a Christmas special. It deserves it. No, I think it's really good. I think it's, I think it's exactly as bold as they had to yeah. be, frankly. And I'm glad we did this now and not during Peter Capaldi's era, <laughs> this podcast, because it would have been a miserable <laughs> slog. Be- well, you wouldn't have watched half the episodes. So yes. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Just get. Just tell me roughly about. It. Oh, so the moon Daleks. gave birth. 
<laughs> I mean, because that's like for an episode with like a point. I, you know, what I mean, but it's. I really think that we haven't really had one that has tried to tackle a big subject since the episode where the moon was actually an egg, because that was like a big anti-abortion episode. I do. I don't remember the abortion context. Oh, it was enti- it was like we can't kill it because it's wool, and it would really it's spidery. So I don't watch most. Of it. I kind of half watched it, but it kind of was a it was the sledgehammer approach. It was the sl- like bam. Well, it was also bad, from the way you're describing it as an egg in a moon. It also probably no was no no on no no. The moon the moon is an egg. Well, it is. Did isn't you it? not it's like a bird watch this episode? Yeah. Yeah, and then it sails away and then makes another moon that's exactly the same size as our moon, so there's no problems on Earth. It's complete wreck. Perfect retcon birth. But like, <laughs> they, but that's the thing. I think that's a really big and a really good point to make about this is that so often sci-fi, and again, I'm guilty of this, like sci-fi specifically will create an artificial world that kind of, mm. in order to talk about things... You know, my my games are often about things that they're not actually literally about, and that's because I'm a coward and I don't want to talk about the specific thing I'm talking about. Um, and it's the problem is obviously sometimes people misunderstand what you're talking about, and that can be yeah. heartbreaking. Um, but sci-fi often hides behind that, and and arguably it should. Like arguably, there's a lot of sci-fi that that's what makes it strong and cool. Like you, 1984 doesn't work if it was written as a historical drama. Like, the sci-fi yeah. trappings of it are what make it able to talk about what it's talking about and extrapolate from there. This yeah. didn't hide behind that. This was not the Star Trek episode where they have white on one side of the face and black on the other and black <laughs> and white on the other, yeah. talking about, like, oh, you know, talking about one thing but not being able to share it. This was just yeah. boldly saying, no, you know what? In hundreds of years from now, there'll be people who commit massive genocides and they'll do it because of race. Yeah. Because people suck. Because there are awful people who are locked into that ideology, and there probably always will be. Um, and we as yeah. a society need to need to make sure we put them in prison and don't let them travel back in time to try and stop Rosa Fox. I like I like the the directness yeah. of that message. It's also harder to write the directness. It's easier to skirt around. Oh, so easy, so, so easy. Much easier. But the solution to it is exactly what they've done in this episode, which is to bring in people who have experience of talking about these subjects, who have experienced these subjects and are able to really get to the bone of it um, yeah. in a way that we can respect as an audience, but neither of us could do, you know? And yeah. that's that's kind of cool. It's cool to see that happening with the show. That's the great thing about Doctor Who. Lots of voices telling lots of stories. As it should be. All about how racists fucking suck. It's a good story that deserves to be told. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's everything. Are we done for now? I think so. Good. Next week, spiders. Shit. Shit.